we have as an industry, you know, this is 32 years for me, we've got a great relationship with vendors and we've got a bad relationship with buyers uh, in general, I should say. However, you know, that's because you've got a one-to-one relationship with the seller and you've got a one-to-many with buyers. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate podcast where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, editor of Elite Agent and host of today's show. My guest today is REI New South Wales president and Realtor founder, Peter Matthews. For more than 30 years, Peter has served the real estate industry in a variety of roles, including as a trainer, franchise owner, auctioneer, agent, and now prop tech founder. So Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks, Samantha. It's a pleasure of mine to be here. Awesome. Awesome. And congratulations. I think this is the first time we've chatted since you took on the role of president of the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. It's, um, I've been on the board for a number of years and I've been Leanne's VP for four years. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I knew what I was getting myself into, but um, I, know, I now actually have a greater comprehension of what um, what an incredible job that Leanne Pilkington did as president for four years. Um, absolutely amazing, but um, I'm really loving the role at the moment. It's been great. They are very big, sparkly shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. <laughs> don't quite have the same um, wardrobe um, for shoes or for um, for other bits of fashion. I'm, I'm, I'm actually sporting a pink, um, pink shirt. Normally, I'm just a blue and white, so I'm, I'm expanding my horizons. <laughs> That's great to hear. And I mean, look, yeah, you mentioned, just mentioned Leanne then, um, and she had a hell of a few years to be president, and I think she's even got the T-shirt and the coffee cup. But um, you took on the role in November, just as there was sort of starting to be a bit of a light at the end of the COVID tunnel, and now you're navigating another crisis in the wake of widespread flooding in New South Wales. So what are some of the major issues you're hearing about from the industry at the moment? Ah, uh, look, I mean, the floods are it's just such a tragic circumstance. And it's, it's one of those things that um, we're only, we had an extraordinary uh, board meeting yesterday, in fact, just to talk about what it is that we can do from the REI perspective to not just assist members and, and their communities, but also to bring awareness to what they're going through. And I did a couple of interviews of some of our members that are in affected areas as well, which we're sharing with our membership this week just so they can understand that this is not just a, a, a you know, flooding and, and, and temporary issue. It's a much, much bigger issue. You know, you've got townships that have been basically wiped out, which, you know, inf- impacts on, you know, a whole series of things, not just those, those people, but their homes and their lives. And, and this is going to be a good number of years because there's infrastructure that, you know, over a hundred million dollars is needs to be reinvested into the buyer insurance, just as an example. And, um, I mean, you look at the impact flow on effect of that and then just look at our members for just a short period of time and you say, well, agents have been wiped out. Their ability to earn income on, on you know, managing rental properties, they don't have those properties anymore. They, they now have also got displaced tenants and, and owners that they're going to try and find properties for. 
um, sales that were made and the domino effect of people who were selling to buy something else, the financial impact on that. And then, of course, the, the you know, the most, probably the most, I don't know, it'll be long-term thing will be the, I guess, the mental um, uh, sort of price on all of this is who knows how deep that's going to be. So we're just trying to find any way we can to bring awareness to the membership and find a way to be able to communicate clearly with members and, and their customers to find the best way to, to deal with this crisis. Yeah, absolutely. You touched on the, um, you know, the the mental issues there. And one of the other um, things I wanted to chat to you about too is uh, the last couple of years have been particularly tough on property managers. And we're hearing a lot about property managers leaving the industry. And I think every second person says to me, you know, that they're looking for people and people are so hard to find. Um, how is the REI New South Wales working to, to support, you know, more people coming into the industry? Is that is that a priority for you? Yeah, it's, it's a huge priority. Any priority for our members is a priority of the REI. You know, I, I guess from, from our standpoint, um, we need to bring awareness to, I guess, what it means to be a property manager from a career perspective. Um, but look, let's be honest, it's, it is a really, really tough job. Um, and whilst there's been some, some terrific um, technology changes that have assisted in, um, I guess, the communication around that job and, and, and creating the capacity for property managers to manage more properties, it, it hasn't lightened the load. Um, but we've, we've actually, even in our, um, our training, um, even our discussions with government around, you know, supporting um, people to jump into real estate and consider property management as a career because there has been such a huge turnover. So at all levels, you know, at a membership level, um, talking with principals from a training perspective and also from a government perspective, we're looking at ways that we can help out with that. In recent news as well, John Minns was appointed um, Property Commissioner for New South Wales. Are you working closely with him now as well? Yeah, I've met with John a couple of times. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled at John's appointment because I think the, you know, it's, there's, there's no point kind of hiding the obvious. We've had some, we've had some issues with our regulator um, and, you know, some, that's been quite public. I think probably what John brings to the table is, you know, a very clear real estate understanding. And John and I have had several conversations as he has with, uh, Tim, our CEO at the REI, um, and it's very clear that there's you know somebody I guess on the inside that kind of can uh, translate I, I guess some of the um, some of the issues that are impacting agents directly, uh, deeply and internally into uh, into fair trading. So I think that that will only improve the relationship between the REI and, and fair trading. John's a terrific guy. He's a really smart guy, but also too, you know, he's just got to navigate on the on the political side within fair trading. But I think that's going to be beneficial for the industry to have him in that role. He's got so much experience there. We can only hope that it sort of, you know, benefits everybody and is a big win-win. Yeah, no, I'm confident it definitely will because we've we've this, the the sort of three or four conversations we've had, we're all talking about the same thing, talking about how we can collectively resolve, you know, some of the the differences between. Um, consumers, agents, and, and the regulator, and you know, there's some, there's some bigger, longer-term solutions that we can work towards. But we can start on that today, and there's some other quick wins that we're working on as well. So I think collectively we'll 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 have an improvement, that's for sure. 
You know, when an American president comes in and starts his, um, you know, presidency, there's always the, he always gives the first 100 days speech, you know, of, of what the goals are in the first 100 days. I think we might be slightly out of your 100 days, but I'm just wondering, you know, like what are your other goals for your presidency? Like what's on your mind? Um, I've, I've probably got three primary things. Number one is around transparency in the particularly the sales transaction process. If you look at the, if you ask fair trading, in fact, if you asked any regulator around the state and said, look, what's the biggest problem that, that um, agents can assist the regulator with? And that's sort of around transparency in the transaction. We have as an industry, you know, this is 32 years for me, we've got a great relationship with vendors and we've got a bad relationship with buyers in general, I should say. However, you know, that's because you've got a one-to-one relationship with the seller and you've got a one-to-many with buyers. So finding ways to improve the transparency in the transaction, um, utilising technology in order to do that, but equally to um, working with a regulator around um, a lot of, I guess, having a deeper understanding, providing them with a deeper understanding as to what agents actually do because I would say most of the time, and I mean like in the very high 90s, Agents are doing the right thing, and those that aren't um, don't either realise. I don't think that agents go out deliberately to create issues and manipulate the situation, but that's one thing is providing transparency in the sales transaction process. Um, the other thing is, is that which relates to this is the education and professionalism of agents, which you know, Leanne lobbied um, you know, with the team at the REI very, very strongly for changes to educational requirements. And John Cunningham, um, the, the president prior to Leanne, you know, has been very focused on the path of professionalism. Um, I think that that can be addressed um, in, a, in, a, in a different way. I think one of the things that we need to look at first is before we decide to take a step up is that we need to be very clear on where we are now, making sure that those foundations are crystal clear, particularly around ethics, because that relates to my first point. But I think that, that um, you know, we've got to do a much better job from, um, uh, from our end as, as an industry body to ensure that we've got um, more members. We've got membership at a, at a, at a company level um, where you can become an individual member within that company structure. Um, but we're looking at um, actually having an individual membership structure that's quite clear because then at least we can start to ensure that members individually are aware of what it means to be a member and their obligations um, beyond their fiduciary responsibilities to consumers. Um, and I think once we've kind of, we get over that first hurdle, I think then we can start looking at more seriously how we can improve that and start that real um, sensitive and, and important journey to the path of professionalism. Um, the third thing for me is quite personal. Um, I have a daughter with a disability and she uses a wheelchair and she's turning 21 um, which I haven't heard the end of it um, in about a month. I hear about it every day, dresses, news, all those things. Um, and, you know, we have a strata apartment and the strata committee is, is refusing to provide access. And, you know, I think that whilst new buildings have got um, council requirements around accessibility, um, is that existing strata properties do not. In fact, there is no reference at all to accessibility within the current strata act. So the only recourse for anybody who does require access and, you know, everybody deserves, you know, that basic right to be able to access your own property. Um, I've I'm, I'm been working with uh, the REI team and also talking to government about um, reforms around um, the Strider Act that, that does refer to accessibility. 
And, you know, where possible, it's not always going to be possible, but where possible, I think that's just an important, you know, first human function um, for equality uh, for people with disabilities. And as we're in an ageing population, and um, I think that's only, only become more important. Um, so that's a bit more of a personal crusade, but they're my three major focuses for the next couple of years. I did not know that about the, um, you know, the accessibility thing. I can't believe in this day and age it's, you know, not just a given. And look, to be part of that too, that is incredibly frustrating. If you look at the Strata Act, anybody can be on a body corporate. There's no requirement to be a fit and proper person. Um, and I must say, um, without naming my particular strata, uh, to be told by you know somebody who's on the committee, um, number one, we should have thought about our access and that access before we bought the property. We didn't buy it for that purpose. It's just happened that that's now may become a property for our own, our daughter to reside in. Secondly, to be told, well, she should just carry her own ramp around um, is just sheer stupidity. And I think the thing is, is that anybody dealing in strata and hats off the strata managers and property managers, because that's a really, really tough job dealing with a series of owners. And, you know, you've got people who are in positions of power that can restrain, um, you know, the ability of, of people to live, you know, in quiet enjoyment and access is a pretty basic principle. I wish you good luck with that one because I've been on the wrong side of a few strata committees myself. <laughs> so yep. a shake-up is probably well overdue. Oh, it is. It is. But if you can do it through legislation, um, that makes it a lot easier. But look, you just, just imagine, Samantha, if you had, you know, if people who were on the strata committee actually had to qualify for that role rather than just, you know, somebody gets it by, I want to be involved because I want to, I want to dictate what happens in the strata environment. It's a very wasn't meant to be that way. It's just become that way, unfortunately. Let's talk a little bit about Realtair. Um, let's switch hats now. Um, so for those people that aren't familiar, because um, you guys have been in the news a fair bit lately, can you give us a brief insight into Realtair and where it sits in the prop tech landscape? I didn't set out to be a founder of a tech company at all. Um, we just had a, we had a real estate business. Um, we had three offices and we had a centralised administration hub. Um, Realtair was it was created out of frustration. We just couldn't find a tech platform that could take us from um, prospecting right through to settlement, um, and, and also not have to replace all our incumbent systems. So Realtor is a is a middleware platform in the sales transaction space that deals with everything, as I said, from prospecting through to settlement. Uh, we've got th three core products, which is around uh, pitch, sign, sell. Uh, pitch is all about uh, digital prospecting and creating digital um, proposal documentation. Sign is all about um, digital signatory execution, contracts, agency agreements, and everything in between. In fact, we have a product called Sign Anything in that inside of that, which means you can sign anything. Um, and then we also have Sell, which used to be called Auction Now, which you know we we um, acquired that from Damien Cooley, who did an incredible job in building that. Um, but we never intended it to be what it was during COVID. So whilst we look like it was a really really wise decision, it was just circumstance and coincidence to be honest we yeah. really wanted to have a platform that could extend on our signatory area that, that allowed the transaction of all types of properties not just auctions um, and sell allows that from exchanging contracts and um, you know receiving deposits and even collecting vendor bank account details and doing all that securely all in one place um, so that's where we operate um, we have about just over 10,000 customers um, across the country 
Yeah, amazing. And so you started the business in 2016. What was it like um, starting up? Well, you know, when things were normal, in inverted commas. Um, what was the startup phase like for you? When we started, you know, we thought we'd just build a bit of tech and once that's been built, that would be it. Um, and, you know, it took us several years to refine that and, and, and define exactly what it is that we were doing because we were solving a problem for our own business. Um, but that quickly turned into something that we realised could, you know, particularly from my experience as being a franchisor for probably about 10 or 12 years, um, that we had the same problems as, as everybody else. And whilst there's nuances in between, you know, different states, the reality is, is that sales transactions are, are very, very similar nationally. Um, and it was that realisation then that we decided to build our own platform. So we operated on a project management system before that, and then we turned it into tech. And then, you know, the rest is, is history. It's been, a, it's been a really interesting journey. So these days you've partnered up with some pretty big players in the real estate industry, including REA. Um, how did you work on integrating with so many different people and what do they allow you to do now? Well, the, I guess the platform that we've created allows us to integrate with anyone. Um, we've got an open API, so we, we've got a whole range of different integrations with CRMs, uh, marketing platforms like Decrit and, and others, and also data providers and payment, payment platforms. Um, and we're open to integrating with anyone. In fact, we've built the platform on that basis because I guess any system that we can talk to that adds value to the agent process is who we're interested in serving. Um, we also integrate with REA, who's also a partner in Realtair. And um, what that's allowed us to do is to access their prop track data um, which also gives us um, real-time demand data from their site, which we can populate to, um, to our proposals in pitch for all our customers. Um, and in that partnership with REA as well, it's, it's given us an opportunity to um, put our products together in a package called Connect, which means that agents who sign up to Connect get access to prop track data, which is great. Um, they get uh, access to Agent Elevate, uh, which is the um, improved profiling on the uh, REI, REI site. Uh, we also, um, they get pitched for their digital proposals and they get signed for all of their electronic signing in that package. Um, and that obviously with the package, it's there's a, a package price that comes with that as well, which is really appealing for agents. And it's been a major part of our uh, growth nationally, which has been terrific. That would be really handy because you could just, it's like a one-stop shop almost. Yeah, look, I think that if you kind of look at where we are as an industry, we, we have to move forward into a digital space whilst there's fear of being, you know, the technology is going to replace what we do. Agency business is all about relationships and it's that personal relationship that we've got to enhance and the way to do that is to improve the efficiency um, and pace at which we can operate. And as I said earlier, just improve the transparency because I think the consumer expectation, particularly over these last two years, is that, you know, as, as, a, as an industry that we, you know, we should provide um, access to digital platforms and whether that's, you know, in the receipt of a digital proposal or it's the execution of a digital contract or checking in uh, digitally and open for inspection, like it's an expectation of the consumer. And I, I always have this slide, I don't know who, who came up with this phrase, but, but I pinched it where, you know, technology won't replace agents, but agents who don't embrace technology will be replaced. And um, I was only talking to a customer this morning um, who, you know, just said, look, you know, it's 
the ones that don't embrace this will be the ones that get left behind, and that's probably not a bad thing. Um, you know, it gives us a, a chance to renew as an industry, um, and they sort of looked at it very positively in that way, which I agree with. Yeah, I think that you've mentioned transparency a couple of times now, and I think, you know, that's something that consumers just are really demanding as well at the moment, whether it's, you know, I think all, all the secrets agents used to keep are probably out in the open now, aren't they? Yeah, and I, don't, I don't even know that, that to be fair, that, that there was in it, like there was ever any treasure trove of secrets that agents could keep up their sleeve <laughs> or anything. What, yeah. what it was is just a very unclear, like you can imagine if you're a, if you're a buyer and you walked into a, uh, an agency and you dealt with a particular salesperson in that brand and, and you wanted to make an offer on a property and they would say, this is how we do it. You could then speak to another agent in the same business and they do it differently. And that's very confusing for a buyer. And I, I think that, you know, when you look at transparency, that's, it's, an ex, it's an expectation, but, you know, the digital process provides an opportunity to have a, a not necessarily a single, but at least a, a consistent way that agents deal with consumers. And I think that if, you know, that that's where we've got to look to embrace technology and whether that just starts with the simple stuff around the digital execution of contracts or the receding of deposits or it is in the whole management of the offer process it's just important that technology plays that role because it will provide a consistent uniform experience and most importantly it'll be something that a buyer will be able to rely upon and i think ultimately that will have an impact on the relationship that we have with our community like i guess just to round this out a bit from your perspective as both president of the rei and as a prop tech founder where do you see the industry in 10 years time Oh, geez, that's a <laughs> that's a um, huge question. Yeah, it is a huge question. Look, oh, where where do I see it, or where would I like to see it? I guess where I'd like to see it is in a is in a position where, you know, that that the adoption of technology is um, is not something that is a is a challenging thing. Um, it's always a little bit hard when you go through a change management process, and where as an industry we haven't really evolved as fast as we should have. Um, and I think that if we don't do these things that our industry will, there will be a whole series of other um, potentially, um, I guess, industry risking um, platforms that will arrive. If you look what's happened in the US, you've got iBuyers, who some agents may not even know in Australia that they exist. You've got other things called power buyers. And that whole um, focus for them is about tech and providing um, an easier way for buyers and sellers to transact, which may or may not include agents. So I guess what I'd like to see in the next 10 years is, um, you know, a, a very clear embracement of technology to improve the, the efficiency and the transparency in the process, but also to, to be, give agents the flexibility of um, being able to manage their time better and make the, the, you know, the decision, you know, where do I put that, that investment that I've just now created in time? Do I put that you know, into back into my business in terms of, you know, lead generation, do I put that, you know, back into, you know, my personal time and my family time, and, um, you know, and get a better um, work-life balance around that. And I think that that will certainly not impact negatively at all the experience that agents provide in the current sales transaction process. In fact, I think it'll do the opposite of that. It'll actually really have a positive impact. Recently, we, you were involved in Zoomathon. Um, with us at 33 hour, 33 hours of craziness um, for hands across the water. 
And you talked about some of the things that were coming up, including, you know, things like Web3 and non-fungible tokens and stuff like that. What sort of a role do you think they will um, play in the industry coming up? Should we be looking at them or not bothering with them? I think it's important to look at all of these things. Um, if you to look at what the next 10 years looks like, you go back to where we were 10 years ago and there was a lot of things that were, you know, the next biggest thing that were coming and that were going to make massive impacts. Um, I think it's important to be aware of those things and you never really know which one is the best to bet on, but it's, it's worthwhile just having a very general understanding. And when you look at things like the metaverse and all those sort of things, um, I mean, there's some big money that's been paid for digital property um, in inverted commas. And I, I find that quite, um, you know, amazing, but also really, really interesting. So I've got a deep curiosity around um, anything that impacts the property industry and anything that's new like that. Like Liam was talking about NFTs and, and things like that as well. Like I didn't even know what that was, but I've got a friend of mine that gets involved in that. And I just think that that's a fascinating new way of, um, of, of you know, technology entering our lives. And I just, I just keep enough, a little bit involved so I know a little bit about it, but um, I don't see anything like even AI um, AI has been a big thing for a number of years. We really haven't seen the impact directly on, you know, the, the transactional process or even the property management space yet. But I do think that that will play a big role over the next 10 years and that hopefully will just improve the consumer experience between agents and, and tenants and agents and landlords and agents and buyers and sellers, which I think is going to be really positive. Exciting times we live in for sure. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't wait to see what the next 10 years looks like, but I don't have a very fixed view on what that is because things move so fast in this space. It's just incredible. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's amazing. Well, um, Peter, I'd love to. Th- I'd like to thank you for chatting with us today, both uh, both with both hats on, both um, from your role as REI New South Wales President, and also um, you know about the prop tech stuff and what Realtor are up to. If there was one piece of advice or, or one thing that you could leave everyone with today, what would it be? It would be this. It's uh, a quote from a probably a trainer who had the most impact on my career early, um, a Ray White trainer called Miff Porter. And she would say, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always had. And, you know, I think that if we're not in the mindset of curiosity and change, um, then, you know, we become redundant in everything that we do. And I think that that's a really, I've, I've lived by that. And I always remember it. I want to thank Miff Porter for it because it's um it's it's really helped me guide my my career and and certainly my decision making. Um, and I know you probably don't want me to say this, but I also just want to say for what you guys did for the Zoomathon, by the way, was was outstanding. Um, to be involved in that and be able to create um you know such a, a and, and make a big difference to to, to those kids um, is just incredible. So thanks for your contribution to that. <laughs> Thank you. I've still got the bags under my eyes. I need still, still need still need some sleep, but thank you. Oh, um, worth it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it, as I said, it's been fantastic talking to you. Um, just actually one last question because you know we we've, we've already had sort of one last question, but one more. There's always room for one more. Yeah. Um, real real tear in the next twelve months. What what do you think we'll see from real tear? Um, I think what you will see in the next twelve months is what you'll see from perpetuity, and that's um just continual change and adding value to, to our products and services. You know, our three primary products, pitch, sign and sell, um, you know, we, we look at everything with the view of how does it add value to the agent at the dining table 
And then also, how does that have an impact with the consumer? Um, we've actually got some, uh, someone in the company who all that they do now is look at how our products and services, which we provide to agents, um, actually have an impact on the consumer. So I think that's probably something that's going to be quite new for our agency customers to see is, and they might, and when I say see, they, they probably won't see it directly unless they engage with their platform as a consumer. But I think that's a really big thing is because, you know, I guess we've got a, an obligation to agents to continually improve the platform, which we, we always do. We should be proud of what we've done today, but you know, tomorrow we should be, you know, dissatisfied with, with what we've got because we've just got to continually improve, even if it's incrementally. But I do think the space that um, Realtor can play in providing value for agents to consumers um, will be something particularly in the next 12 months that, that agents and their customers will get a lot of great value at. Yeah, amazing. Well, we look forward to seeing what you do in the next 12, 12, 24 months. Peter Matthews, thank you so much. Thanks, Samantha. Really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joinaliteagent.com.